Hey, you're listening to Overtired. This is on ESN. How's it going, Christina? Uh, pretty good. How are you, Brett? I am. Um, okay, so you know how they say that um, lack of sleep is uh, paramount to intoxication? Yes. Um, have you ever seen someone get really, really tired and then get drunk on top of it? No. It's nice to meet you. I shouldn't say I'm drunk. I had like one scotch and now I'm like, I'm reeling. I figured we should just do this before I, I don't know, pass out. I hope I pass out. Last night was rough. My wife was screaming in her sleep, like screaming, screaming. It was scary. Is she okay? Yeah. She woke up. She had no idea. She's I don't remember having any nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Say I slept really well. Feel great. Hmm. Didn't work so well for me, though. No, definitely not. Now, I have nightmares sometimes, and I'll usually scream expletives. And in my dream, I'm yelling them, but I'm really loudly whispering them in my sleep, and my husband will wake me up. And um, Grant will be like, are are you okay? Baby, baby, wake up, wake up. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. Who are you yelling at this time? And it'll it'll usually be my dad. See, I... I don't have those dreams. I have dreams where I am stuck trying to get a compiler to run without errors. And I will spend the entire night just reworking the same method in my code. And it's, it's just, it's horrible. Like I used to have nightmare nightmares with people chasing me and naked in class and all of that. Now I have code nightmares and those are, they're horrible because they haunt you all day. I have a I, I have a recurring nightmare that I've had for a while now, and I've been out of school for so long. But I had this weird recurring nightmare where I'm back in high school, and for some reason they've like told me that I didn't have enough credits, even though I had like way more credits than I needed to graduate, and I've got to be back in high school. And I'm like trying to understand. I'm like, but I've been to college. I'm in my 30s. Why am I stuck back in school? It's a really weird like thing. I've done that. I've had that dream over and over, high school and college. I, I, I actually want to go back to college. College was my, uh, th- they were my golden years. I miss it, but. I do too. Every time I dream about it, it's all about the, like, the paperwork and the, yeah, the credits and it's not pleasant. I, I see, I, like when I dropped out of the U of M to go to the Minneapolis College of Art and Design, my life changed. Like suddenly it was such a, uh, a campus full of uh, freaks, basically, that I was suddenly like popular, and that had well, never yeah, happened there to are me people. before. <laughs> That's the beauty of college, isn't it? You find your people after going through high school and being the freaks Completely. and the geeks. Completely, and and then you're like, oh no, okay, these are my people. Excellent. Yes. So I guess our big, well, as usual, I want to start the show talking about my, my mental health situation. Yes, but this uh, will be as, short. as we should. Okay. How are things going? I, uh, my, my new doctor, I got through the whole snafu, <clears throat> got out of my whole, I guess, contract with my previous doctor. Like they had to release me and everything. So mm-hmm. I got through that and I went to see my new doctor and he put me back on a limited amount of the meds I used to be on, which was exactly what I wanted. 
Like I wanted to cut back on the stimulants. But did I tell you I cannot get ProVigil? Yes, you did. That so that's never going to happen. But can you get NuVigil? I can't get that either. You can't get that without a diagnosis of narcolepsy with my insurance company. Gotcha. And I don't I'm I'm pretty sure the fact that I've been up for like 18 hours straight right now is proof I'm not narcoleptic. I don't know. I don't never know. know. I don't know what narcolepsy is really. I just know they fall asleep. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got I got Vivance and I am back to work. I am doing really well with it uh, until last night and now it's there's a readjustment period if you go off of stimulants for like 60 days yes. and start them it hits you kind of hard you're uh, like oh right this is what it used to feel like this and is then your what body gets like used to, to it and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah exactly i'm looking forward to getting back to the uh, stasis point but anyway enough about me you have had an awesome week i think uh, i have you have done awesome things i don't know how it was so tell me about it it was awesome so um last week i was in san francisco for the apple events for a couple of days and that was great got to see all the new goodies which we will talk about and then as soon as apple was over i went to portland for xoxo which is my favorite conference last time we talked you convinced me that next year i absolutely you didn't make me want to well, okay, how do I phrase this? You didn't tell me I had to, but by the time you were done talking, I felt like I really needed to go to XOXO, so I'm anxious yes. to hear your stories about that. It was so incredible. I mean, it's a great event. They had more nighttime events this time, so they had like the they had like the festival portion and they have the conference portion. And at this point, you know, the talks are really awesome, but so much great stuff happens at night too. So it's one of those things that if you don't get you know, they have like a weird lottery system to get into the conference. And so if you don't get into that or if you don't want to pay the 500 bucks for that pass, you can get one of their festival tickets, which are like $150, and go to all the nighttime stuff and all the parties. And so that was really great. And, you know, it's it's our people. You know, it's a lot of indie people, a lot of makers, a lot of geeks, a lot of people who are into art and tech, which you don't see very often where, where it's those two things coming together. You do more uh, and more, but we'll we'll get to that later. Well, you do, but you don't not for this sort of thing. It's just Can I can I tell you what I think about yes. this? There was this period around uh maybe 2000 2001 where there like the idea of in web design, you had your designers and you had your coders and they yes. didn't mix. And it right. became clear very very quickly over the next couple of years that if you were going to survive in the business, you had to be both designer and coder. Uh, you can't design without code, without at right. least understanding what will need to be coded to make your right. design work, and vice versa. And suddenly, like these days, in the web design industry, you see ex- excellent designers who are primarily coders. Like, it's always, yes. it's, it's become a norm no, you're you're okay. You're right, and in the in the web design community sort of thing, I think you're right. There has been kind of that mix between the two, but I guess what I mean is that in this sense, we're seeing like storytellers sitting alongside artists and business people, which you haven't. Or, you know, storytellers, you know, people like me, writers sitting alongside you know coders. I know what it is. It's that that is exactly the circle I have built online, and I don't get out of the house much. Right. So and as so, far as I know, that's the world. And that's the circle I've built online, too. But in the real world, that's not what you find. Even at conferences like South by Southwest, which were originally basically that, you know, South by Southwest Interactive was kind of that intersection. 
South by Southwest Interactive is now marketers, and that's all it is. Marketers and there's nothing and wrong with brands. that. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And and brands, and that's fine. And I still have a really good time. But I remember going to South by Interactive for the first time. And I mean, the film part is still the film part. The music part is still the music part. But the interactive part, which has become so big, is just the marketers. And I remember, you know, when I go, went to South by for the first time, it was like being around my people, people who were like me, who are interested in art and science, who are interested in both parts. And now it's like, it's people talking about marketing and branding and engagement and, and sales. And that's fine. Um, but I'd much rather talk about people who are building their own thing and are doing their own thing and are making it work. You know, people uh, like you, uh, people like our friend Jason Snell, people like John Gruber, people like Anil Dash and G- Gina Trapani and people, you know, who are, are, you know, kind of using the power of technology to kind of do other stuff. And then there's just some hardcore nerds there, too. And then there's some really interesting people who have been around for a long time who have amazing stories and who have really important things to say, like Eric Meyer who spoke and was fantastic and 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 heather armstrong who's who's deuce you know the 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 queen of the motherfucking mommy bloggers as she put it and had a giant uh slide that said hairy vaginas in 400 point type on the screen like two minutes into her presentation and she was the very first presenter which is kind of awesome yeah you yeah you have to get attention quickly i mean that kind of thing is i guess not uh terribly shocking in a crowd like that no, but it was just, it, it's nice that you know who that is. I it mean, does make have, you feel at home, though. Yeah, I mean, there's there's this uh, woman, um, Spike Trotman, um, who is uh, a big um, person in the kind of the Chicago indie uh, comic scene, and she's had a bunch of successful Kickstarters, and she's created, created Smut Peddler, which basically is like yeah. the sort of porn that she wanted. And she, I've never heard of her before. And um, she's amazing and fantastic, and with somebody I instantly like want to know and be friends with and seeing her speak you know she's the sort of person who everybody should have speak at their conference but so many conferences would never have her speak you know i couldn't see her being at the behance conference um (laughs) i couldn't see her speaking at you know i mean south by maybe a few years ago i don't even know if today you know there's certain topics and people and stuff that it's like i don't know it was just it was really great um the talks were awesome but on the the night activities were great too you know they had just really interesting stuff and you just get to meet so many interesting people and then i get to you know see people from our own community um you know that we know online and you get to see them in person you know i got to spend a lot of time with david sparks over the weekend and and he's an amazing sparky. person sparky did he stay just, sober he um does yeah, he still so. have the coke bottle glasses uh no not really because when he has the coke bottle glasses and he has a few glasses of beer it's amazing he is uh, he, i don't know anyone else who gets drunk the way he does and I don't mean like he's really good at it. I mean like he's really entertaining. No, he 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 was awesome. I mean, like I just had such a good time and met so many interesting people and, and heard so many important talks and like just I always come away feeling invigorated and feeling like I want to create more and like I want to build my own stuff. And that's really important. That's amazing. And, there, and so I had just a an awesome, awesome, awesome time. I want to go to there. Yes, I want you to come because it was just so good. You know, I mean it really was just one of those just awesome experiences and um i i can't recommend it enough it was just it was really great and it was you know i i went for oh uh, you remember suck.com right mm, don't remember if i remember um well it was like a website that ran from like 96 to like 2001 or something and they would update like once a day and it was kind of in a lot of ways like the precursor to the owl and gawker and things like that and 
they sold it to Hotwired pretty early on in their tenure, but um, it's where Anna Marie Cox got her start and um, a bunch of other people. And, and they had a reunion um, basically for like the 20th anniversary of Suck.com, which was um, really cool to see them all on stage again, kind of talking about, you know, this website they built that in a lot of ways, like they were the first ones who, like they were kind of coming up in that first or second wave, like zine to the web kind of ways, but they were doing it kind of in the first way that was really kind of, uh, um, I guess technically savvy in a way that, that some of the early, you know, zines turned websites weren't. Yeah. See, and that, that was a cool period though, because it was this transition between this very limited publication. You know, we make our, we, we publish our thoughts with photocopiers Right. So suddenly we have to learn a new medium, but we're publishing to the world. And, right. And that was, it was a really rough transition for a lot of people. I, yes. I ran a zine in high school. We, we went online. Like I started coding as soon as there was HTML. I was trying to put a zine online. Right. And, and, and I experienced that. There were definitely, it was kind of like the transition from wax boards to Quark for designers. Where for years people use Quark but still thought in terms of paper, right? And we're just now finally getting to a point where people are designing for digital first. No, you're dead on. And what was interesting about Suck was that they were digital first from the beginning. So one of their things that they would do is that they they claimed like credit for, and I think that this I'm sure if people were to look back would would, would be true that they were the first ones who would make a joke the URL. So you'd only get the joke if you clicked the link. So they would hyperlink text that says, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. And you'd click on it, it would take you to, you know, a photo or, 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 or an image or an article that would be the punchline. Nice. And that's now so part of like our whole thing, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so they, they did that and, and they did some other, you know, things too. They had comics and they would kind of, they would publish once a day, um, kind of like their issue or so to speak. But I mean, it was just interesting hearing about the old kind of era of that stuff and hearing them all talk. And it was funny because, you know, uh, XOXO doesn't have panels, so they were calling it a therapy session um, (laughs) because it was the four of them or five of them, I guess, on a sofa talking. And it was just it was really fantastic. Um, That was really cool to see because I remember reading Suck and liking Suck as a middle school and high schooler and wanting to they were a little too Gen X for me. So they're a little too old for me, but but wanting to be part of that, like wanting to like like loving that sensibility and loving the sort of stuff they were writing. You know, it's kind of like a, a, a modern day kind of, you know, spy magazine sort of thing. Yeah. And oh, man, I was thinking about spy magazine the other anyway. Yeah. Um, All the Trump stuff has made me think about spy a lot. <laughs> I didn't get into spy, obviously, until well after it was dead and done. Um, but I've gone back through their archives a number of times over the years. Google Books has all the spy archives. And it's kind of awesome to see all the stuff they did. And, and their artwork was truly tremendous. Their covers, some of their covers were truly fantastic. Do you remember 2600? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I did. They ever go digital? I don't. I yes, they did because I had a copy on a Kindle at one point. Did you? I, I did. Like, I had a I had a sh- like a file box chock full of twenty six hundreds. And anyway, so I uh, the reason I want to go to WWDC so badly is because everyone I know and love is there, and it's the only time I'll get to see them now that MacWorld's gone. Yes, but. Hearing, reading the blog posts and hearing you talk about XOXO 
has made me divert my savings for the next WWDC to XOXO. Hope maybe, fingers crossed, I can start working for someone who will pay for me to go to WWDC anyway, even if it's just as yes. uh, on the outskirts. But if I'm paying for anything out of pocket, it's going to be XOXO. That totally. sounds amazing. No, it was so good. And what's awesome, too, is like uh, every Friday night, like um, they have a happy hour that Panic hosts at their office. So you're you like you meet everybody in Panic's office and you get to see their amazing office. How many status boards do they run on large screen TVs? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that 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 app is made for tinkerers. It is. It is. It's also made for the Apple TV, which is. Why it's problematic that the Apple TV works the way that it does, which how is that segue? That was that was good because the only thing that mattered to me from that whole keynote was the Apple TV. So the I'm new excited remote is really about nice. Force touch or what are they calling it? 3D touch or whatever. 3D touch. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. And and I will likely take advantage of my edge plan to get a new iPhone. But the thing that just had me like hardware horny was the <laughs> apple tv upgrade and oh, yeah. the new remote and the siri integration the spotlight indexing the the my favorite point in the keynote was this five second blip where he says um it's, you can tell siri what did he what did she say yes and, and it'll, it'll go back rewind 15 seconds 30 seconds and, temp- and, and, tr- and temporarily turn on captions yes that's so that's awesome I just, if my father-in-law's over, he's going to trigger that all the time, but um, it's, it's okay because it'll be, like, we're watching elementary right now. Yeah, great um, show. Uh, CBS is, I hate CBS. I just, do too, but I enjoy elementary. I can't help it. Well, and I would love to watch the, the Late Show with Colbert. Yeah. But I'm not going to pay for CBS, and they're not putting anything in stream. Anyway. So we're watching elementary, and sometimes that British accent, they do those throwaway lines right before a scene cut. Yes. And with, the, with, uh, with his British accent, there are times that neither of us are sure what he actually said. And having just a quick 30-second subtitle would be awesome. Yeah. I no, wanna, it's super, super cool. I want to know if she can skip out of a Hulu commercial in order to replay it. They always <laughs> happen right before it cuts a commercial, and on Hulu, you can't... Re, you can't manipulate it then until the commercial's over just pay the extra four dollars a month and get hulu commercial free wait you can do that yeah it just started i have hulu plus yeah hulu plus for an extra four dollars a month so to be i guess um 11.99 instead of 7.99 or whatever um there's no commercials i would i would do that except for i actually really like the commercials and they're a little repetitive sometimes they are. They but are. They play For me, some I, really good commercials. Sometimes they do, but the thing is, is that if you try, if you try to binge watch something like Seinfeld, yeah, it kills you. Yeah. See, I really enjoyed the the chance to get up, go get a uh, some water, go to the bathroom, and not miss anything, not have to constantly be pausing. I like commercial breaks. I think commercial breaks make sense in television shows. I agree. I think they also make sense. I would For just me, like though, to be able to fast forward them when I want to. Yes. I wouldn't mind having the. I mean, so you want TiVo is what you want. Well, and I actually would like to rewind. There are so many times during a commercial that I want to Shazam a background song or I want yeah. to like, I want to grab a screen cap. And on Hulu, I just can't. I have to wait. And I have to wait with my phone ready for the next commercial break. 
Why would you stop anyone from rewinding the commercials you're getting paid to play? They should have rewind, but no fast forward. Anyway. On demand has that, but yeah, uh, but yes, no, you're right. Um, it, but no, I, I paid the extra four dollars a month, and and my husband was so excited. I was like, done. He was like, awesome. He was very excited to get Hulu commercial free. I'm I'm actually not going to tell my wife that that's available for certain programming like Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and a couple of other things. Like they will still show a break, an ad spot, like at the beginning and at the end. I think which was like the big craze right before. TV media started, everyone started cutting their cables. Yeah. Like, uh, cable media started doing the brought to you by Ford commercial yes. free and uninterrupted. And they would do like a, like a two minute commercial at the beginning. Yes. And roll. Well, no, cause that's how, um, you know, uh, TBS and TNT would always play, you know, the, um, the wizard of Oz, uh, cause the wizard of Oz is one of those interesting movies where even when it has commercial interruptions, they haven't actually edited it for television. <laughs> and that's right. always it how just it's aired. drops out in the middle of a scene. Well, no, they kind of hit certain breaking points, but yeah, like, it's, uh, you know, it's a twister, a twister. And, and then they cut to commercial <laughs> exactly. break and it comes back. And I know this because the, the videotape that I watched of the wizard of Oz before it came out on home video was recorded off of TV in 1985 or 1986. And I memorized every single one of those commercials. And so I, or maybe it was 86 or 87, I don't know, but I remember, I memorized all the commercials to the point that, you know, there were, there were certain McDonald's commercial that I really liked and like a, a certain, um, uh, orange juice commercial that I really liked. And, and there were other sorts of things, you know, for lays for, 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 um, for, you know, pantyhose and things like that. And so I got to the rewatching the movie so many times, it was as much about watching the commercials as it was anything else. And, uh, but they never edited the movie. And so what they've started doing, in, you know, uh, which is unlike most movies where they'll edit it, you know, for, for, for timeliness, yeah. they would actually show the full Wizard of Oz, but they would put commercial breaks in it. And then when TBS started taking over it, when they got the rights from CBS, I think, in, in 97 or something, they would start to play it commercial free and uh, do like the, you know, brought to you by Ford or Lincoln or whoever, you know, where you do the spots at the beginning. I remember when Schindler's List first premiered on television and, and it was not edited. It was the same sort of thing where I think it was Ford. I think it actually was Ford paid to have like, you know, a two minute spot. And then they played it, you know, all the way through um, unedited on, on NBC or something. Well, and, and the cable companies have to love that. You know, it's it, they can make as much selling one spot as they would have to. I mean, if you add the sales oh, time. To add like three commercial breaks with two sponsors per break versus oh, totally. just charging one more. Oh, no, totally. Because they're having to buy the full the full night is yeah. what they're doing. They're buying the full night. And, and their hope is that enough eyeballs will be on that one program that it will make up for it and that it'll be, you know, the branding will, will pay off. And when you only have three channels um, or four channels, you know, that made a lot more sense. In today's era, when there's so many cable companies, it would be actually or cable networks it would be difficult, I think, for someone to ever assume, you know, you could get that many eyeballs on something. Right. Um, where it would be worthwhile, you know. That is the beauty of, uh, like, something like Hulu is they don't need Nielsen ratings anymore. They know exactly who's watching what when. They do. From and that's where, with a good with it, who. Yes. That's a good and it's a bad thing. It's a good thing because, like you said, they know all these details. The bad thing is the irony is that you actually get paid more based on the inflated um, numbers that you get from Nielsen and those services than when you have the actual numbers. Because when you have the oh, actual sure. numbers, everybody's kind of like, 
oh shit, that's that's all we have. You know, it's kind of the same with magazine ads versus web ads. You know, a, a print ad still costs more in a lot of cases, or is worth more than a web ad, even though you have, you know, a hundred million times the amount of data on a magazine ad, right? I mean, on a web ad, you know, you know exactly who's looking at it, how long they've been there, what their demographics are, you know, all this stuff. And um, if you're, um, you know, selling to print, you're selling to the subscriber demographics and a circulation base, and and you're making assumptions that the advertiser is selling to, um, or that the sales team rather is making to the advertiser about how what people's habits really are. The the gift is that once you have all those analytics, you can actually prove and, and tailor your ads and your experiences directly to the people who are seeing them, and which is good. And people will keep watching them then. Yes. You're not yes. showing tampon commercials during right. a football game and, and, Precisely. and vice You're, versa. Right. The downside God, You watch is, the league, though? Holy shit. They play huh. nothing but that DraftKings commercial over yes. and over. Anyway, sorry. Which is really smart, which is really smart of them. Um, and DraftKings has, has uh, you know, uh, spent a lot of money on ad deals. But the bad side is, okay, so you can do that. You can have these more tailored, targeted ads. You have all this analytics. You have all this data. And that's awesome. The bad news is what has happened, and this is, you know, kind of the ad industry, you know, stuff coming home to roost, is that a lot of the assumptions they've been selling people on for years have not just been not accurate, but they've been patently false to the point that when people actually see how many people are doing stuff, like are watching something, they're valuing the amount of money they're spending completely differently. So they're paying less because they're saying, oh, well, I'm not getting as much as if for a traditional thing. Right. It's like, Check actually, you're out. getting more, but your value structure is, 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 is screwed up. I don't know if you I don't know if you like track analytics on your own blog. Yeah, I do. I know, I know Mashable And I track does. them on Mashable. Absolutely. I track them on Mashable, too. <laughs> but there are external analytics sites that will yes. that will use you know uh, general linkage and traffic data to guess how much a site, how you much mean, traffic so like, you're getting. You mean think, think things like Comstore. Yeah. Yes. And, and it works a lot the way Nielsen ratings did. Yes, and, it does. And so when I install Google Analytics and I started comparing, and this is years ago, and it's gotten worse instead of better but the the external sites always report over five times the traffic to my site there there's a a a site right now that advertisers are using that tells me that i get five hundred thousand visits a month that is not accurate it's accurate for some people but that would not be accurate for me and it's kind of it's it it makes you realize that people who spend money are basing a lot of their decisions on the best data they can get. Yes, which is not always accurate. Exactly, a lot of it is magic beans. A lot of it is buying into the idea of, of it is 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 the best data they can get, but a lot of it is inaccurate assumptions. Well, salesmanship. It is. I mean, some well. That's that's why I say it's kind of magic beans. Yeah. You know. I mean. I mean it, because that's ultimately Jack was hoodwinked not by a giant but by you know a really good salesman. You know, convincing you know to sell the cow in the house for, yep. the, for the beans. You know, it's great that it came to a beanstalk, but like that's basically <laughs> what it was. So to take that analogy all the way, but no, I mean you're right. I mean it is about getting the best information you can, but a lot of it is built on trust, and a lot of it is based on this is the measure. That everyone else in the industry goes by. So that's why Nielsen, it's never really mattered how accurate it was because it doesn't have to be perfectly accurate. It's what everyone uses. And so if that's the baseline, then that's the reality. If that's what everyone is using to calculate stuff, then it doesn't really matter to a point how good or how bad it is because everyone's using this as the scale. So you've got to change the scale accordingly. 
Um, and so then that's what things like comp, comp scores do. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, like a lot of sites will report traffic with, with Google Analytics, which notoriously will overreport what you get because they count a lot of trackers and things like that and bots and things as visits when they're not. Well, Whereas you, you can will, use uh, Google Analytics. It's easy to filter that. Yes. If you want to know what you're really getting. But yes. if you want to report statistics to potential sponsors and advertisers. That's what I'm saying. You want to use Google <laughs> Analytics. But the problem is a lot of people won't accept Google Analytics for that very reason because they're going, no, 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 no. That's so easy to, to you know, uh, fool around with. They want to see your comm score figures. They want to see your omniture figures. Once they want to see. Yeah, once you get up into a certain yes. traffic level. I mean, when you're low, right. When you're lower, it's fine. But, you know, our advertisers do not care about our Google Analytics figures. They yeah. want to know our Omniture figures. Yeah, That's Omni it. versus our Omniture versus Google was always crazy when I worked at the larger blogs. Yeah, it's, totally. It's oh, no, ridiculous. it's insane. It's like an order of magnitude in certain ways, and you just have to like look at, like, yeah, this is but what I the reality is. But I can't prove is. Omni is that much smarter either. I don't either, I, but I mean... I think that they put a lot more into it and they certainly have. But again, it doesn't matter what reality is based on whoever is paying you the money. If it's the standard, that's what you're going with. I mean, you could, in a lot of ways, you could kind of think of it as temperature, whether you're using, you know, Kelvin or you're using, you know, centigrade, like you're the, the temperature is the same, but it's going to be in a different value. And whatever value you're, you're assigning to it is based on what you believe the truth to be. Well, and ultimately it becomes a scale. If you're judging one site against another and they're using different metrics, then you can't get an. It's apples to oranges. Literally. Well, you're right, but that's well, that's not my point. Literally, but you, but but that's my point. If everyone's in the industry is is saying the industry standard is amateur and we abide by comma scores estimates, then that becomes the standard. Yeah, that is absolutely true. This episode of Overtired is brought to you by SaneBox. If your email stress level is making your life unhealthy, go to SaneBox.com ESN to learn more about how their service can make putting emails off a good thing. Not just avoidance, but specifically prioritizing things that you actually need to see now when they come in. If you go to SaneBox.com ESN to start the two-week trial, when you do sign up, you'll save $25 off of your new account. That's the biggest discount that you're going to get anywhere. This episode of Overtired is also brought to you by Symbolicons by Jory Raphael. Symbolicons are vector icon sets for awesome designers and developers just like you. If you're looking for really great icon art to use in your game, app, creative project of any kind, go to Symbolicons.com to learn more. If you use the offer code ESN1 at checkout, you'll get 40% off your choice of icon bundle. If you like Overtired and like our ads for things that you actually care about, support our sponsors. Links are in the show notes, but again, SaneBox.com slash ESN and Symbolicons. Holocons.com, use ESN1. Jumping back to something you mentioned, what's it been, like 10 minutes now? Probably. Have you ever read The Wizard of Oz? Yes, I have. That, it, it is crazy different. Yeah, it is. There are a bunch of, I mean, because the movie takes a, a number of the books and kind of puts them together. And, it, and it, it makes them into, see, the original, the book was a children's story, but it wasn't. It's kind of like uh, like Inside Out was. Yes. Where it was a children's story, but the analogies through the book were thick. And if you read it as an adult, it was almost disturbing that kids got so much out of it. It's a little dark. Yeah, it is. It's definitely dark. I mean, there was the, there was the wonderful Wizard of Oz. There was the marvelous Land of Oz. Um, I'm looking on Wikipedia now because I couldn't remember beyond that. There was Ozma of Oz. There was Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. Um. There was the road to Oz. 
It feels like it's Emerald right City for a, a whole new uh, series, doesn't it? Like a, like a Spider-Man really slash Harry Potter kind of like five-part. TikTok of Oz, and TikTok, of course, was in the famous uh, Francis Ford Coppola gym, Return to Oz, which uh, I'm saying that sort of facetiously, although as a kid, I loved Return to Oz. That movie, it's weird. Wait, wasn't um, that like, oh, am I that Cruzabulk. old? I feel like Return to Oz was pretty recent. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the other one, which was um, Oz. The, the one the, with the, the great and powerful. horrible guy who's a, a college professor and used to be really cool, and now he's just doing stoner movies. What's his name? He's doing um, a car commercial right now. He did uh, The End of the World or whatever it was. Oh, World's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Not but. Sam Raimi. Oz the Great and Powerful is, is what you're thinking. That was the most recent one. The Sam Raimi film. Um, with James Franco. and Yes, and, James and, Franco. Yeah. That's the guy I'm talking about. Okay. He seems like he should be so interesting with his, his art side and his, his creative side and his people. acting and his, and his teaching and all of his just outlets. And yet everything he's doing these days... I'm very bored with. Well, he's very, he's a weird guy, right? Because from what I understand, he, uh, um, he, he likes to troll people. I mean, he's very much kind of a performance artist in a lot of ways. And, uh, a friend of mine interviewed him for Mashable and she, she was very excited about the interview and they were interviewing at a bar, but he doesn't drink. So he wouldn't drink. And she says that he wouldn't make eye contact with her. Which, when she sells the story now, like at the time, I think she was trying to talk about, oh, it wasn't that bad. He was nice. Now I talked to her about it, and I'm like, he wouldn't make eye contact with you? Okay, you know what? Fuck that guy. Seriously, if you can't even make eye contact with someone who you're doing a one-on-one interview with, fuck you. Like, I am very, I'm very socially awkward, but I have learned how to fake it, and I know when to make eye contact. Yes. And when to release eye contact, which used to be a problem for me. I would watch people while they were talking and not blink. And people would, you know, tell my friends how weird that was. But I've learned. I can fake it. And I would think at this point, after being, you know, a movie star dealing with paparazzi and everything, he would have learned to fake an interview. No, he just likes to be an asshole. That's what I think it is. And, and so, that's the problem. He's, he's mean, what you get if a frat boy has a, a creative streak. Yes. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he, and he's done some really interesting things. And look, he's a good actor. You know, 127 Hours or whatever it was was a really good film. And I also and enjoyed Neighbors. I thought yes, that was a really, I thought Neighbors really was great. I, you and I have talked about that, but I, I recently rewatched that. I love Rose Byrne. I freaking love it. It was her. a great movie. Great actors. She was not in, he was not in that. His brother was in that. Oh, it was? Yeah, that was not him. That was his brother. Seth Rogen was in that. Oh, that's why I like... Oh, that's right. It was his younger brother. It was his younger brother. His younger brother who's uh, engaged to Alison Brie. See, I gave him credit for his younger brother's achievements. And his younger brother is, like, funny and kind of delightful. Yes. And then I, I watched that... The the end of the world one. I don't remember. It was the apocalyptic yeah, 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 one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked out of the theater. I haven't done that in forever, but that was so lame. I'm not, I, I don't smoke weed, I guess. And that counts me out as a demographic, but I don't know. Anyway. Okay, no, so that Neighbors was, way was a good movie, but anyway, wow. so that was way off topic. But anyway, but no, you're talking about James Franco. But yeah, no, Oz the Great and Powerful, that was the most recent one. No, Return to Oz was the one starring Feruza Bulk. <laughs> you just that made was... that name up, didn't you? No, I didn't. You know exactly who she is if you saw her. She was in The Craft. She was the witchy girl in The Craft. 
I I did watch The Craft, but she only, was an almost only for famous. One reason. Oh, she was in American History Spe- X. Spell the, the name. I'm going to look up, up on IMDb. IMDb. F A Faruza Bulk. F A I R U Z A B A L K. I think Faruza will probably narrow the search down on its own. I think so. You know exactly who she is, or not? Yes, you do. No, she was in no, the Waterboy. No, no, she was no. It, I'm saying it didn't show up. I would. Faruza only showed up as a short. Okay, what was the last name? Bulk, B-A-L-K. That's easy. Okay. Got it. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know exactly who I'm talking about. I had no idea her name was so un- out of the ordinary. Yeah. So, no, she was She was in, Um, she was played Dorothy in Return to Oz, which came out in 1985 and was uh, um, produced by um, Francis Ford Coppola, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyway, it was uh, it was kind of it was based on some of the other Oz books and um, it was kind of, um, I think, panned at the box office. I don't think it did very well, but it's become kind of a cult classic. I loved it as a kid. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I, I, I it just I, I don't blame you. It, it scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid. I enjoyed it. It's because it scared the hell out of me when I was a little kid. TV is starting again. You don't need to so watch. You don't need to watch Return to Oz. What, what What are you most excited about? Oh, I, cu- I couldn't even begin. I, everything from Drunk History to Mindy to yeah. new Mindy's episodes on Hulu from now. all my favorite shows. Yeah, I'm glad Mindy's on Hulu. I just wish CBS would give up some rights and and sell out to Hulu. I just want to watch Colbert. Yeah, I miss no, him. there's well, a void just, in my just, life right now. Just pirate it, dude. It's not that hard. I know. I mean, it's really, really not that hard. Just pirate it. Yeah. I mean, just set up a, use, a, a news group thing and, like, look, just write a little script to search, like, <laughs> tvtorrents.whatever or kickass.two and, like, find the episode each day to create yourself a little RSS feed. Easy TV will have something. And then just have it, like, downloaded and, like, put on your thing Does so you can CBS then access it from Apple TV. Trolls? That's the question. Probably. But, I mean, the thing is, is that you'll, just, you'll use, you know, um, a, a good torrent client that won't be... See, but we'll I have don't a block know list. how to script. Yeah, I suppose I could. Just use a block list, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. All right, I'm on it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, need, just saying, I need just, to torrent. I need to torrent Inside Out. I I paid That's for insane. it at the theater, and I will buy right. it again when it's available. But I yes, need but to you see watch it, it now. Again. So I was on a fantastic. So I had some interesting. I didn't. I, I I tried to look for bathroom for good bathrooms while I was on my trips. Uh, I did not run into any uh, that were they fantastic. Are hard to find. Uh, they are hard to find, but. I had a fantastic um, flight from New York to San Francisco on Delta. I do. I, okay, honestly, Delta gets a lot of crap, but I can't afford to fly Virgin or JetBlue. Right. And Delta is the best <laughs> out of the rest. When they are on it, they are on it. Here's the problem. I've had, like, when I flew from New York to Los Angeles, I had a direct flight, and I didn't have any in-seat entertainment or anything, which is BS when you're doing a transatlantic <laughs> flight. Um, and, and that was a $900 flight. That was an expensive flight. I mean, it was $900 because I booked so late. But anyway, um, in the same sort of thing when I when I um, actually flew from – so to go from San Francisco to Portland, you would think you would just, like, go direct. But instead, somehow I had to go to Salt Lake City and then go from Salt Lake City to, to Portland. It was weird. Cubs are weird. And that, was, and that was also a Delta flight and, again, didn't have – any in-seat entertainment, fine. But there's flight from New York to San Francisco, 
I had uh, one of their planes. I've had it once before where they actually have USB and power in all the seats. Yep. So there's power underneath, but there's also USB on the little uh, console. Um, and that was cool because they had a ton of movies. And Inside Out was actually one of the movies you could order and watch. Nice. I didn't order it because it was like $6, and that wasn't the problem. The problem was I, I was going to do it, and then I kept going through and seeing what other movies they had. And for free, they had The Departed. Oh, nice. That's on Which Netflix, I haven't seen though, it forever. Too, I think. Oh, is it? Because I haven't seen it in forever. It's such a good movie. And then, and then, and then, Ocean's Eleven was also there. So I watched all The Departed, um, the first 30 minutes of Ocean's Eleven, and um, the first episode of the very terrible John Stamos uh, sitcom called Grandfathered, which... Oh, that was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. And But I had to watch it because I like John Stamos, you know? I mean, like, who doesn't want to fuck on school, Jesse? Like, but, like, no. That, that show is just terrible. And so I... Um, I, th- I think I've uh, given us a, a, enough of our um, cursing quotients. We uh, already to, got to get... the, the explicit tag, so fuck it. I was going to say, so fuck it. So I, I'm happy. Um, I, I'm So I, uh, I was um, basically my, my five-hour flight or whatever, I was completely entertained. And I didn't even need my iPad. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I've gotten so used to being on planes and just listening to Taylor Swift the whole time. <laughs> and... Like I just what I do because I have her whole like library like downloaded to my phone or my tablet. I used to be like and that just with Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. And I'll just hit shuffle and and Taylor Swift is fantastic uh, flying music because especially if you go through the whole catalog because um, you just get to hear all the different parts of her career and her life and different things and and it's it's great it's perfect music for, for that actually, sort of thing. Okay, honestly, I used to always listen to Speed and Death Metal on planes. Uh, I think because back then open your headphones could really annoy people next to you. And I think I got a kick out of that. What you were, were, were liking to piss people off. What? I know. Right. But I have recently within the last, I don't know, three or four years started listening to, uh, acoustic folk and 70s soul on airplanes and yes, found it makes I enjoy coach that class way better. I agree. And that's why Taylor Swift is perfect. Cause that's kind I can of see her. That. Yeah. And even the pop stuff, it works. It just, it helps. I mean, and sometimes it's jaunty when you need a little kick-me-up. And, like, it's great. It's just, it's, I love listening to that type of music. Acoustic, you know, folk, indie is what I typically listen to. But Taylor Swift has been really great playing music. But, like, the flight from New York to San Francisco, I didn't even listen to Taylor because I had so much other entertainment. Um, So props to them for that. That happened to me when Delta started showing the newsroom. And I had not seen the newsroom yes. prior to that. One 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 flight. Um, it was a, a while back. I actually paid for it, and it was worth it. But um, even though I have an HBO subscription, and I felt dirty doing it, there was this um, movie about the Phil Spector trial that HBO did. Oh, yeah, 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 it's awesome. I think I've seen it. It's really really good. And and I watched it on a plane. It's like a three hour movie. Like it's like long. Which and is nice a, when you have a three and a half hour flight. Well, that was exactly the situation. <laughs> so I like sat back and like I watched it, and I was like damn there's nothing worse than a movie ending and you realizing you're still in the air for another hour oh totally i mean and and that's when you're going through like music and other stuff and it was just um you know but they had like lots of good entertainment options which was really nice so i didn't have any good bathroom experiences but i did have one good entertainment experience the rest of my flights all of them and including the flight i had to take back i missed my my initial flight back which was a jet blue flight and would have had good entertainment and i would have gone through my favorite airport um, because I, I was going to leave the Airbnb too late. And I was like, screw it. And the, the, the flight, the fee to change my flight was more than just booking that same day, literally for like a couple hours later on United. 
not United, U.S. Airways, which I guess is now American Airlines. Um, and that was kind of lame. But the good news was it was like it was cheap. It was like $250 to go from Portland to uh, New York by way of Philadelphia. So basically, I went from Portland to Philadelphia um, and then took like a commuter jet to New York. Um, that was a long flight, though, did not have anything other than my iPad Oh, you're uh, coach on coach or, or business coach, but the, he, but 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 I lucked out. I had like the, the fairy godmother because for whatever reason, I looked on the seat assignments. It was a pretty empty plane anyway. Like there were a lot of empty seats, but I paid the seventy nine dollars or whatever for like the the plus seat because I, I was like if I'm going to be on the uh, I was like if I'm going to if I'm going to be in the plane this long I'll do it and so you know brought my total fare up to three hundred dollars I was like fine but when I booked so my my bad. flight my my but when I did my ticket especially when I booked that morning right but when I booked my ticket I noticed there were there wasn't anyone else sitting in either seat <laughs> and I was like oh okay well this will be cool you know hopefully only one other person shows up no one showed up i have had that it's like goddamn first class all of a sudden it was so what i did literally was i laid down yeah i'm always amazed that there are so few people who will pay the extra 30 to 50 dollars for like exit row seats i will every time you know because an upgrade would cost me 400 yes but for 50 bucks i can bend my knees i always do it and then i'll get i'll get whole rows so when I got the whole row, I literally like lifted up, you know, the, the things in between and I laid down and I went to sleep and I slept well. That's that that makes coach worthwhile. It's just, and so for you me, for $300 in, flight, you can't I, sleep in business because they're offering you drinks every five minutes. Exactly. And I mean, and sometimes it's nice. If you, no, you can't miss the free drinks. And also, <laughs> you know, the like, I, although I, I, I do like the fully reclining seats. I've only been on one of those. That was a flight that when I did to, to do something with the Oscars, ABC play, paid for or Disney paid for my flight. And I flew business on um, a, a, a United flight and I got one of their PS flights. And it was... Um, very nice. Like they even let you have Bose headphones, um, like uh, during the flight. Yeah, it, it, it was it was, uh, but it was like fully reclining. Delta seat. does well with first class, though. I haven't been on first class in Delta in about eighteen years. Oh, <laughs> I pretty much only fly Delta. That's where all my miles are. Yeah, that's Except- where most of my miles are too. But you know what? I hate they changed their mile program this year, and yeah. it sucks. It does. It like, really it does. Seriously, it sucks because it's based on how much you spend and not how much you fly, and, and they that expire blows fast. They expire fast, and not only that, but like that that nine hundred dollar air air ticket from, to L A. That should have netted me at least six thousand miles, right? Because mm-hmm. it's you know three thousand each way. No, because it's five times the amount of money you spent. I only got like you know 4,400 miles or something like I got like it was ridiculous the amount of miles I got like I I, I was out you know 2,000 miles um that I would have had a year ago and that makes the difference between whether or not you hit if you're me anyway if you hit medallion status right. or not so I'm gonna be really close to medallion status at the end of the year and I'm probably gonna have to take a flight or two even if just, you just to make status silver. Even if you just get silver, just get you're, silver, suddenly, just you're silver. suddenly eligible for upgrades when you're standing in line. If you go up exactly. to if you go up to the desk when you are not a medallion and you say, Hey, do you have any upgrades available? They the first thing <laughs> they say is, Are you a medallion club yes. member? And if you are not, they will say no. But if you are, they'll give you a, right. a business upgrade for a hundred bucks. That's what I'm saying. And so that's why I'm probably at the end of the year gonna be really close to getting 
medallion set it's even it'll just be silver but still and i'm probably gonna have to spend a couple hundred dollars just to do it have you ever read the blogs of the guy i can't remember what they call themselves uh wired did a uh an article on it um oh the, the frequent flyer people yeah and that's what yeah, they do I love them. that's their job is just riding yes. for free as far as they can go and they just do round trips and never even yes. get out of the airport no, and it's fascinating to me, and I, w- I part of me wishes I could do that, and then part of me goes, I kind of like my house, I kind of like having like right. my life. I kind yeah, of these like these people like live in the air, and they, you know, they'll they'll do tricks where they shuffle credit cards to get all the points they can, like buy things they don't need. The, there's a trick where you can buy like bullion and gold with a credit card, and then pay the credit card off with the bullion and gold, make a little yes. money, and get all the airline points. Yes. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's like, okay, if I had them. That's part of why Delta changed their points rules. Yes. Oh, I know it is because of assholes like that. And like, and that pisses me off. Those are creative hackers. I'm sorry. But they they hacked the system. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not faulting them. You do what you do. I'm just pissed off. You know what I'm pissed off about? You do your own thing and like even publicize it a little bit. But once it becomes a movement like couponing, it's gone too mainstream and it's going to ruin it for everyone. So like keep that shit on the down low is all I'm saying. Isn't that kind of what happened to like blue boxes and, and uh, 2600 back in the day? Yes. And this is my point. It's it like, became a script you, kitty thing. Yes. This is my point. It's <laughs> like you, you got to keep it like under wraps a little. I made a note to bookmark um, 2600 because that's twice now it's come up. Yeah. Both my fault, but hey. I mean, 2600 is good stuff. Yeah. There have been so many topics that I could have run off on since we started talking, but I've I've held back and now I've forgotten them all because I'm just I'm like mildly double intoxicated. <laughs> so this just broke and 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 then we're going to we're going to we're going to end up uh, but apparently the European cable company Altus is in advanced talks to buy Cablevision. Now, why does this matter? It matters to me because Cablevision is my cable company, and I really, really like them. And I don't want some Europeans coming in and fucking things up. Do we get, do we get points for F-bombs now? Uh, I think we do. We should rate our podcast based on quantities um oh and also that that's a really good reminder if you guys are listening to the podcast however few of you there are um rate and review us on itunes have you ever gone to itunes and read the reviews um not in a while they are they're heartwarming i love love our listeners our listeners are the best we really do love you if you've never if you're listening and you've never left a review Go Please leave a review, do. even even if it's horrible, and you want to say nasty things about me or Christina. That's fine because it's completely fine. It's almost it's almost I'm getting um, too accustomed to very kind reviews. So if you really feel the need, if you really hate us, and you're still somehow for some reason one of those guys who like listens to podcasts just so you can go play about it on Twitter. If you, that person go leave a negative review, that's fine. But everyone should go tell us what you think. That's uh, honestly like I go check the iTunes reviews maybe twice a year. And last yeah. time I I went last week and I was I was I was uh, it warmed my heart. That's all I can say. People people that's- like um, raw honesty and and people raw honesty from people who have some semblance of an idea what's going on in the world. Yeah. I I think tech show I can't listen to tech shows. I could listen to this show if I wasn't already doing it. 
I could too. In fact, I have sometimes when I've tried to find a certain place and then I just find out, I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, our show's really good. Yeah, I enjoy it. Anyway. All right. So since you're tired and drunk and uh, I need to uh, watch some of the GOP debate. Oh, my God. Did you read? Uh, I think it was Slate published a transcript of the first 15 minutes of a Trump speech. Yes, it's fantastic. In which he just basically congratulated himself for 15 minutes about not using a teleprompter, thereby making it very clear that he could really use a teleprompter. Oh, completely, because he just rambles. And then he's like, we're going to build a wall, and Mexico's going to pay for it. People and loved it's it. Like, People loved people, oh, it. Oh, of course they did. People loved it. It's like, dude, you're not building a wall, and, and Mexico's not going to pay for it. It's going to be Mexico fun. Mexico won't ever pay for anything you do. This is going to be fun. It is going to be fun. I honestly don't care. I, I, I'm very, I enjoy very the cynical. entertainment. I will vote for Bernie Sanders if he makes it into past the he primary. Won't. Absolutely will vote for him. But I just, I, presidents are figureheads. They don't ultimately, they don't make I a difference. I vote for Bernie in the primary, I guess. Although I'm, I'm still rooting for Hillary. Yeah. Mostly because she knows this game really well, and like, like, like going that's back the to the problem, 2600 though. reference. See, yeah, but Bernie's kind of a been good doing thing. this for way more years than Hillary. Yeah, Bernie she, yeah, knows has. this game, and he has never become part he, of the establishment. And I get that, and I can understand that. Here's the problem: Obama wasn't really part of the establishment either, and it hurt him a lot because you, it hurt. It's hard to get things done when you don't know how the game works. Hillary is smart enough that she'll reverse engineer that shit and will actually fight back. I see. I can see that. I mean, Clinton. Clinton left the office in pretty good shape. Yeah, he did, and that was despite like being impeached. Yeah, yeah. Despite all the scandals, murder, and sex, and all of that. Like he still like his legacy benefited us for years. Yes, it did, and, and now he will go down hero. as being one of the greatest history, one of the greatest presidents in in, in history, and and more rightfully so, so than Reagan, I might add, without a freaking doubt. <laughs> All right. All right, we've gone into that territory. Now. We have gone into that territory. We've got to stop. We can't talk about politics. We are not a political podcast. You don't want to talk with me about politics when I am tired and drunk. I was going to say, and, and, and I really only need a couple of excuses to even get started. And so, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the, the Hillary, right before the primaries, we really should kind of discuss. I think it would actually be fun because we can both agree with a lot of what both of the Democrat leaders can say. So yes. it wouldn't be like, like talking about Trump. That's just going to lead to uh, spewing venom. But talking about Hillary and Bernie could actually be a really fun conversation because they both have merits. Yes, they do. And, and I think that would be really interesting just to see like, how that works. I agree with you. I don't think any Republicans listen to our show, do they? Uh, I don't think so. If you're, if they do, if you're I think a Republican they and you listen to this show, go leave us a review on Twitter. Tell yeah. us whether you would vote for Hillary or Bernie. It'd yeah. be fun. Exactly. All right. We should All probably right, wrap then, huh? We should wrap it up, and you need to get some sleep. Oh, I and know. Uh, you really do. I'm going to spend an hour on the treadmill and then crash. Uh, sounds good. All right. Well, All right. welcome back from XOXO. Thank you very much. I'm and, so uh, glad to hear it was a blast. It's a blast. You've got to go next year. Like, you really do. And um, if you are going to spend an hour on the treadmill, seriously, like, don't fall asleep while you're on it because that would be really bad. Oh, I have a, a safety harness that if okay, I good. fall off, it'll stop the treadmill. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's good. Because I'm good. overtired all the time, so. <laughs> Just like our podcast. 
Weird that it got that name, huh? It 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 is weird. All right. Well, good talking right. to you. Good talking to you, Brett. Have a great right. night. You too. Bye. Bye. This system is going down low.